Hi, I'm Austin, and this is Dungeons and Drake on Beams. Previously on Dungeons and Drake and Beams, it would be hard to hear the conversation of Dylan and Savannah over the raucous debate of Cameron and Axe regarding who gets to ride in the front seat of Dylan's new car. Cameron's insistence on how it must default to the coolest person easily covers up Dylan's hesitant responses to Savannah's borderline interrogation. While Dylan was feeling the pressure of not having the answers to the where, when, why, what, and how, it was Aximili who got the most baffling question. Can you fly a bug ship? The communications begin to fly figuratively and literally as Zach is sent a text message asking to rejoin them. And while Cameron and Aximili hang back, Dylan and Savannah take off as birds to find Maitea. It doesn't take too long to locate her in her wolf form, and Dylan flits in as a hummingbird to a branch near her eye level, while Savannah circles overhead as a vulture. Dylan leads the conversation, finding out all the details needed to plan their hasty mission. She tags Savannah in for help when she renegotiates the timeline to attempt to rescue Visitor 3's host body. Then she brings things to a halt when Maitea says she wants to dispatch the human controllers on the site. Maitea crossed a line with Dylan, and Dylan stood her ground. Killing people was off the table. Maitea was more worried about the difficulty level of avoiding killing than the morality of it, and so she agrees to try, but makes no promises. The entire meeting seems to leave Dylan feeling a little conflicted and Savannah quiet, but promising to meet them at the cabin in a couple Earth hours, they take their leave of Maitea. Zach powers his way to the cabin as a duck and waddles into the news that they were about to go on another absolutely insane, batshit suicide mission. And being Zach, he takes this news in stride as Dylan uncomfortably explains it again. His most emphatic reply being pleasure that he doesn't have to wait long for Maitea to show up, which is true it isn't long before she arrives, and they begin their walk through the woods. As they start their journey to the construction site, they try to bring the plan further into focus. Dylan and Maitea will be heading to the terminals to try and get to the bugfighter. Zach and Aximili will be playing go-between, looking for an opportunity to get the information Maitea swore they would be so interested in, or back up Maitea or Dylan if something happens. And Cameron and Savannah would be causing the distraction and providing the muscle. To kick things off, Zach is going to sneak in and turn on some of the big equipment so it's moving unpiloted around the construction site, causing chaos and distraction. And it would have worked out great too if Zach hadn't been seen immediately. Tom was typing away at his desk, focused on the task at hand. Well, he wasn't. He was stuck in his own mind, unable to move or speak or breathe without the yerk in his mind doing so. And he had to stop thinking about that before he had a panic attack inside of his own body. Is that possible? He thought he might find out if that was possible. Jarring and sudden like a ride at an amusement park, his vision was pulled from his screen to the saw blade just a split second before he saw nothing. He proceeded to confirm you can indeed have a panic attack inside your own mind. Stuck in the endless nightmare of being an observer in her own body, Mila watched as she stood up and walked outside. She watched as if strapped to a table. Her eyes were moved for her, her head was moved for her, across the construction site. She could see the chaos unfolding, but was, again, merely an observer as her body pushed towards the bulldozer. It was a terrifying scene. Animals, like from a zoo or something, attacking and tearing the place apart. She wondered vaguely if they had rabies. And that's when she felt the harsh correction in her mind of the being that enslaved her. They were Andalite bandits. Mila had not been privy to too much, but she had heard the name Andalite spit out at the pools with hatred. She knew they were the enemy of the Yerks. And she watched as the polar bears stained with red take down a man with a gun, an orangutan operating heavy equipment, and then an elephant trunk just before it makes contact with her head and her vision goes black. And that's when she feels something that she never thought she would feel again. Hope. And that's where we are now.
My name is Dylan. My name is Cameron. My name is Zach. My name is Savannah. My name is Aximilia Escaluth Estill. We can't tell you where we live. Or our last names. You're all in danger. Very real danger. The Yurks are infesting more people every day. There's too many of them. I'm not even sure if we can win. Oh, we can't win. Try. Maybe we can't. But we can fight. Our only hope is to hold them off until help comes. Who can know how long that will be? We have only one weapon. The Andalite morphing technology. And that's the ability to turn into any creature that we can touch. I still can't believe it. It's insane. I know. We were given this power by a brave ally named Alfangor. 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 Alfangor, who went against his people's wishes. He broke his people's laws. We fight for him. But we also fight for you. And for others. We fight for the entirety of Earth. Yeah, we've gained allies, but Matea. we've lost people along the way, too. We've learned not to trust anyone. Not anyone. Nobody. Anyone. Anyone can be a Yerk. A controller. Even you. Hopefully it matters. Savannah and Zach, you two, Cameron and Aximili, stand surrounded and outnumbered by Hortbegier and Taxon in this construction site. The Hortbegiers grunt and they stare. The Taxon haven't stopped moving forward. Their spittle and gooey oozes muddying the dirt as they move. One of Aximili's stalk eyes looks towards you, Savannah, and he says, She lied to us. We should not have trusted her, Prince Savannah. And let's go back into initiative. Uh, first up is one of these hork This one closest to Aximili will move forward and take an attack. He swings his tail after he strikes down with his claw and smacks Aximili with the bladed part of his tail as well. 15 damage altogether. Dylan, Matea is focused on this terminal and she's just typing away at the keyboard. She's just told you that there are 3,000 Yerks somewhere here and they can be controlled with these terminals. But she says right after that, we can deal with the pool of Yerk scum when we are in the system. For now, we need to focus on finding the other terminal. We need to find a way underground. The second terminal should be below this one. And I need to use this one to trigger the second one for the dual encryption. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Okay. She's just gonna turn and be ready to walk out the door. Matea, as her action will give you the help action, as she's typing, search for hidden doors in the floor. Next up is another Hort Bajir. This one closest to Cameron as he lands and uh, flashes his blades, he moves forward. He brings one claw down as Cameron turns to face him and slashes across Cameron's face. Savannah, you see just streaks of blood fall down as Cameron roars. And as he turns back, just he gets smacked again in the face with the tail. For 20 damage altogether. Next up is Cameron who will fight back and Max who will fight back. Cameron retaliates as he swings a claw and hits. And as the Hortbegier staggers, he digs his teeth into his leg, but shows a little bit of restraint to try to not kill this guy. But he is like 
uh, he kind of hits him with his paw, grabs his leg with his, uh, bites his leg, and then kind of tries to slam him back and forth. Aximili will say, Prince Savannah, I will continue to try not to kill them, but permission to disarm them. Permission granted. He, his tail blade cocks and then swings forward. With a crit 20, I'm going to say that arm is severed and he has lost an arm on top of the damage. And second attack. For a 21, he uh, just delivers another blow. Last for Kajir. This one is going to run toward you, Savannah. Around this truck, right next to you. Same thing. So as it swings its claw towards you, it drops it to a fist and uses its wrist blade to try to slice you or six piercing and as it does that uh, it uses its momentum to bring its tail up over its head and try to connect with your forehead of your big elephant body big elephant head ten more slashing and Zach you are face to face with three uh, snarling tacks and moving towards you look at those three and then I look back over at the bulldozer it's still on right it is yeah all right, I'm, I can get there in one move, and then I have an action with which I can move the bulldozer. Right. Guess what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, yeah, you get over there and hop in. You have 30 feet of movement with this bulldozer. Oh, do I? I run over two Texans. <laughs> They're going to try to get out of the way as they see you run towards the bulldozer and start moving towards them. Here's their saves. Disadvantage on these. <laughs> Crit one. First one to see it, <laughs> which is a negative one, by the way, and a three. So you only have enough to get the first. Does two? a negative one mean that he trips over the, the the second one and like tangles him up? He gets two out of three. Does the third one fly into a frenzied rage and eat the guts of his companions? I mean, Zach, tell me what it looks like. I guess when you kill the taxon. Yeah. So when I get in that thing, I don't really know how to use it good yet. And I think I try to push forward, but it actually raises up the bucket a little bit. And then I figure it out and I push forward and it starts to go forward as I'm lowering the bucket again, because I want that bucket to push the boys out. But unfortunately that does smush the first guy and kind of, he is a, what color is Taxon blood? Like a nasty greenish yellow color. Cool. He is a nasty greenish yellow snotty looking smear of carapace and guts not even like a little bit left and then the second one is kind of like he's kind of like dragging a little bit no he's dead and that third one boy that third one looking hungry he's scared and hungry he's more hungry than he is scared and zach goes he go i know you hungry <laughs> dead taxing out yeah red sash short was here knocked out dylan Dylan is going to probably look really stupid and clumsy as she lowers the front part of her body down to the ground and starts, like, feeling for doors. You're feeling around and using your andalite eyes and just searching this room, and you do not find any kind of hatch. You do find wires that go down beneath the floor, though. Oh, sweet. Can I follow those wires and see if there's, like, a way to get down? So these wires look like they go from the terminal that uh, Matea is 
is on mm-hmm. just straight into the ground like okay sweet then i think if i don't find anything in that room i'm gonna go out of that room this is not a huge building that you're in and mm-hmm. you've went down the hall and have already seen all of the rooms in here uh, mm-hmm. as you're searching if you want to give me another investigation check we'll call that for this this part and we'll see what you find in here okay sweet you search these rooms you go back in that bathroom obviously nothing much in there but the room across the hall you find a small lock box there's this like little seat in there it's just underneath the seat you can't get it open or anything but there's a lock box in there in the main room that you see that guy that you guys knocked out tom he's just still laying there knocked out his computer's still open but you don't find any sign of a way to go underground. Okay. Uh, that tax in gone. This tax in, he is gonna roll some saves. Blood frenzy. The DC is ten. He just passed it, but that one does not pass. So he starts eating the and the, the tax in front of him underneath the uh, bucket, but he does move to the side of it. Savannah font. Wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Very first thing she's going to do is try to thought speak to Dylan. And she'll just start in with like a check in, just like, Dylan, can you hear me? Yeah. And this is to the Humanimals, not Maitea, this group. Maitea may have betrayed us. We're out here, there's a lot of taxons that just showed up, uh, a lot of cork that just showed up, and we are now in a firefight. I would recommend not letting on to Maitea that you know this in case she has betrayed us and trying to ascertain what's going on with her. Got it. Can I try to pick up this hork that's right next to me, the one that was attacking my face? Yeah. And you pick him up. <laughs> and I pick him up, and I have him, and now... I'm moving down here by this other hork Okay. And then I'm gonna take the one that I have and just, you know, just slap them together. Roll a um, raw dog strength check. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, you swing this one hork and the other one frantically moves out of the way as th- his cousin is coming towards him, uh, but you missed. <laughs> Alright, cool. So I think that's my turn. Alright, next up is the Hork Bajir by Aximili. Another claw to Aximili's chest, and it you see his andalite blood start to seep out. As the Hork Bajir tail swings and he blocks it with his tail. Matea minutes after you have searched around for a little bit and she's kind of like leaning over from the terminal and watching where you're going throughout the door, like trying to see what you're doing. She's going to say, as another help action, if you haven't found it, it may be in the other building. You might want to try over there. Okay. Let me know if you need anything. If there's anything I can do to help. Next up is this hork in between Savannah and Cameron. He has just been swung at by his... by you, Savannah, but with his brethren. So he's gonna say, Garsnash, and just, he'll take his claw to try to slice your trunk to get you to drop his friend. That's rude as hell. That's rude as fuck. For six piercing. 
What if I just lift it above his head and say, Tall. Yeah, you don't drop it. You can lift him up. Like, ah. Mm hmm. But he does glance over his shoulder and see this snarling po uh, polar bear, too. So he will use his tail to try to bat it away. That 22 will hit. Cameron for 8 slashing. He'll return the favor, though, and use a big, meaty claw to try to take this one for sure. Yeah, flanking with, with Savannah, so he'll have advantage in 24 will hit second attack as he smacks him with this big paw he'll try to bite into him for another 21 non-lethally as Cameron sees him just the body kind of go limp he'll put it down I think we got it a max the swing his uh, tail blade again at this Hork Bajir twice and both will hit so the first one he'll come down his chest and more blood will spray from the Hork Bajir but as he reels back accidentally turns his tail blade sideways and there's this loud, like, ring out. Like rimming an empty bell. Yeah. Yes. And he go down. At the top of this hork turn, bladed hide. The hork deals 1d10 piercing damage to any creature grappling it. So, three piercing damage. And it's just going to use its multi-attack to try to deal some damage to you hopes that you will drop him as you have him up in the air he swings down towards your eyes with his claw does a 13 hit mm -hmm. or nine piercing and then when he sees that was kind of effective he and like where you're paying attention to his claws he's gonna swing his tail underneath your elephant head towards your throat but it too thick of a neck his, his blades don't even pierce it my nickname in school, Old Thick Neck Alex. <laughs> Zach! <laughs> oh my god. Um, Alright, so I want to turn the bulldozer and try to just hit this taxon with it. And then I want to line the bulldozer up with this hole so that when I jump out, it'll just keep trundling forward and fall in the hole. Swing it to the left to hit the taxon. Like a 45 degree angle or so. Yeah. And then, like, it'll hit that taxon and then like move it towards the hole. Yes. Uh, so this Taxon's gonna make a dexterity save. So he, this Taxon, as he's, you raise up the uh, bucket just a little bit and he manages to like just duck underneath it as it spins. If you want, you can use 10 feet of the movement at, to let it spin all the way around. And then I'll let you use the rest of that movement to like jump out and let it keep going the way you want it to go. Yeah, it, it can go into the hole now on its own, and I'm ignoring it. I'm just jumping out of it, and I'm going to attack this taxi. I want to like try to get my fingers in there and just rip them open. Yucky. Does a 24 hit? A 24 hit. <laughs> I'm going to do some damage. I would say a 24 hits every hour of every day. Oh. Right? Nine, it says bludgeoning. Which means once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, you can grant disadvantage on the target's next attack roll. You grab this taxon by the mouth and starts splitting, and you see its body does start to split, but there's something just holding it in place. Then I'll use my second attack and keep going. And this time I put one of my big orangutan feats in there, and I really lining myself up to get swallowed. As well. uh, that does not hit. Damn! <laughs> Fucked up, kids. So you're you're pushing, but this taxon's jaws are 
this might be the strongest part of their body or something. They're just too strong and they start to close on you. Dylan. The first thing that I want to do is I want to try and open this this lock box that I have. I'm going to use my tail blade. I'm just going to cut that lock. I, I just do that. <laughs> I like the idea of using your cool tail blade as a multi-tool. Yeah, do please draw an Andalite, though, whose tail blade tip is just like a little a wave rate. <laughs> it's that cool saw blade thing. It's like a bottle yeah. opener is one section, a lock pick is another section. That's, that's kind of what my tail blade looks like. All right, cool, 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 cool. This box opens, and it looks to just be a uh, bean. There's these little circular things to the right of it. You think about it for a second, and you think, Maybe they look kind of like batteries. Maybe they're more charges for the Drake on me. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, I'm going to take that. And uh, also the little, the little discs, the little chargey things. And I'm going to go outside. As you get outside, across from you is the uh, door to the other building. You hear commotion going on towards your right, back towards the construction. When these Hort-Bajir jumped in and these taxing came out, the lights around the construction site started to flick on. Next up is this lone taxon with three of Zach's limbs on its mouth, and it's gonna try to... I think that with you in its mouth, it's not gonna try to eat anything else right now. It's gonna try to eat you. I mean, that's fair. 18 to hit. That'll do it. Okay, so seven piercing. I take some damage on like my, my palms and the palm of my foot. Palm. Savani Fom. Palm. Laughing at Fom. Wasn't ready for this. Gross. Can we hear anything else going on around us? Any other like taxon coming in, Horkbajer coming? Like, is there anything obvious that like you that we have like just seen happen? Uh, you don't hear anything. All right, um, cool, that's fine. I've I've got things happening. I want to use a gore attack. You know, most of the time, like, you're running and, and you gore something. But this time, I just want to keep the the tusk stationary and smush the park bizarre. A 20 will hit. Meandering charge, 20 feet. I'm taking this work that I have in my trunk and just maneuvering him so he is like by both of my tusks and then just using that massive amount of force and delicacy that I have in that elephant trunk that he has cut up and annoyed me with to just, you know, ram him onto those tusks. Lethally? I mean, preferably <laughs> not, but I just can't. <laughs> preferably not. <laughs> Technically, you can call non-lethal damage on attacks like that. Uh, the bulldozer was a different situation, but... Oh, okay, cool. But I have control over my elephant body. Yeah, no. I've, then I'll call it non-lethally, you know, just trying to, like, smash his head in, maybe remove a few blades while I'm at it. Non-lethally smash his head in? Yeah, like, like hit him on the head. Uh, not, like, smash his head in two pieces. his head in. Yeah. <laughs> like, field mouse him. Oh, little bunny foo-foo style. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it, I got it. Uh, you can no longer see what Matea is doing, Dylan. Uh, but I'll say she's giving you encouraging words, so you can still have the help action. You got this, Dylan. You thoroughly search. You're so good at looking. Cameron. 
Cameron's gonna rear up on his hind legs and just bellow out this roar. This intimidating bear. So you have advantage on attack rolls against this taxon. Maximilian will look at the taxon and as it's closing around, Zach. Zach, as you're in this uh, taxon and the mouth is closing and parts of your limbs are being sucked down into this taxon and you can feel the teeth grinding into your skin and Aximili, you see him run up and just the top part of the taxon split in half as his tail blade moves up the back out the head. Does Axe just run past him? Yeah, he's still And then the taxon moving. just goes... It splits in half like an anime. Yeah. And then yeah. Max is behind him with his uh, back turned like to you. Posed. Just is he looking. Dabbed? Yes. His front part of his yeah. body's down. That Bajir is gone. Thanks, Max. Yes. Uh, did the bulldozer go in the hole? Yeah. It, you hear it just. <laughs> So it fell fully into the hole. That's a big fucking hole. Alright, um, that went just like we planned. Savannah's gonna head over towards that red-sashed hork I think she'll pick that back up and then say, alright, who needs a demorph? Some of us are looking pretty rough. Um, we need to check for cameras and stuff first. Obviously, but we need to know who to prioritize. I'm fine. I could probably use one. I need, I definitely need something. Zach is uh, sprinting for like the fence line. He's going around looking for cameras on poles and that kind of thing. If Zach can find a spot in there, then Savannah will just cover them on the way to where they're going. Does Zach roll a perception check? I'll give assistance to Zach. Can I make an investigation? Uh, Yeah. I like it at twelve. You don't see any cameras. I'm not uh I'm not seeing anything here, which is strange. Alright, then Cameron Xmilly, let's get you guys to cover so you can demorph or morph fix yourselves. Alright, where are we headed? Zach, lead the way. I'm gonna err on the side of caution and assume that like we should still try to stay somewhat hidden, and I'd like to bring him around behind these pipes. Which at least will hide them from the majority of the lot. Are those like are those like the pipes in the first uh, the Amorce TV show that Jake hid in yes. to turn into Homer? That's awesome. They could hide in those if they're big enough. They're not big enough for Cameron. Aximili can probably like squeeze in there. Cameron will follow you over to the the pipes and he'll like try to get in him. Only his head gets in, but you see his body start to shrink. I'll try to walk around to, like, block the view with my elephant body. But, yeah, as you guys do this, Aximili begins to morph. Like, once Cameron's morphing, I think she'll say, Zach, I know that we have to get over to those terminals where Maitea and Dylan are. Do you want to take this orc over there so that they can record it? And maybe you can, too. And I'll keep covering here. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and, and do it here. And then I'll remorph and go over. If that's cool. If you want me to go ahead and take him right now, I will. I think that she'd be fine with that, so I think she'll just go, all right. And then she'll hold the 
the work picture, it's passed out. I think she's just going to wrap her trunk like around its head. And the idea is that if it like, if it comes to, she has his vision blocked and his head secured. Dylan. Uh, Dylan is going to at the, at the human animals think, Hey, are you guys good? Do you need anything? See if they have any Kit Kats. Okay, I'm going to take that as you're good. Awesome. Taking care of the Horkbizure and the tax note here, and we have the Red Sash Horkbizure. We're recording him, and then we will bring them over. Perfect. Uh, Maitea is at the first terminal in, in the first building that we went into. Um, I am going to find the second. Be careful just in case it's a trap. Do you guys know if any of these weird guns have like a, is, is it like a stun setting? Savannah will turn to Aximili, like as an yeah. elephant turned to Aximili. There is a stun setting for the Dracon beams. You must uh, lower the power level down to one. Yeah, I can probably figure that out. And then she's going to head toward the next building. Yeah, it's literally 10 feet away from you. You're at the door. Okay, I'm going to look in first, like last time. So this does have a window, but it has like blinds. With the blinds, you can see in here, and it's lit in there, and you see two figures to the right wall, and they look like they're looking out of another window towards the uh, construction site. Cool, 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 cool. I'm going to sit there and fiddle with that gun and see if I can figure out turning down the power level. Uh, give me an, a technology row, an arcana. <laughs> I don't want to. With advantage, because told. With advantage, because Axe helped. You find a little slotting... Uh, switch on there. Sweet. All right. Um, once that is turned down to what I, uh, what Dylan believes is sufficient, whether that is or not, who knows? It's not all the way down. It's still a little up. She's gonna throw that door open and take aim. You bust the door open. You see a man standing at the window looking out and surprised. He turns and looks over at you. He's got brown hair, shaved face, glasses, he looks to be wearing like a construction vest and it's his foreman on it. Next to him is a tall, gray-skinned alien. His body is mostly humanoid. He got a huge forehead and it kind of goes back and is wide, bigger than normal humans. His eyes are a solid black and they sit behind a furrowed brow completely hairless he really looks like a stereotypical little green man type alien except he stands at like 6'6 and uh, he doesn't wear any clothes and he's gray but he has a gold sash hang from his shoulder to his body and he looks over at you as well I, I'm definitely gonna take a take a shot at the person he does duck out of the way as this drake on beam just hits the wall and just eviscerates that part of the wall. Oh. <laughs> Turn it down more. <laughs> and immediately, like, as she is shooting the drake on beam, she's like, holy shit, there's, like, real aliens in here. Top of the round, you're up first, Dylan. Oh, no, that's Matea. Sorry. Got you guys confused. That happens sometimes with you all. Her part goes to the left. Yeah. First up is this alien-looking thing. As, like, you shoot this Dracon beam, he hunches forward. 
and you see his like mouth curl back and there's like teeth, sharp teeth. And he says, and the light. And on all fours, he just moves towards you, jumps through the air, cocks a hand back and swings it towards your flank of your lower half body. There's a 19 hit. Yeah. You take six slashing and three poison damage. Make a constitution saving throw. Fuck. <laughs> On a fail, you're poisoned. But while you're poisoned in this way, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and perception checks. Your movement is halved, and you fall unconscious in 1d4 minutes. So in one minute, you fall unconscious. On all fours, it'll try to scurry past you through the door, but it can't, so it'll just take a second attack on you. That is a crit. Oh, fuck. 12 more damage. And it's kind of stuck because you're blocking it's the doorway, but it looks like it's trying to get out. Next up would be the human. He's going to look over to you, like recover him from what he, he just happened, and he'll run over to this little chest over here and use his action to start looking through it. And you see him, he does pull a gun out of that, that little chest over here. Now we'll start at the top of the round. I'll tell you, you guys don't know what she's doing. Cameron's halfway through his demorph. This guy's turn again. He's going to use an action to try to just push you out of the way. So it'll be a post-strength checks. Okay. You got beat up 14. I don't. So he pushes you and you stagger. Just like being disoriented by this poison, your vision is starting to blur a little bit. You feel a little sick to your stomach. Where his claws went into your body, you feel like a cold sensation and then a burning sensation. And you just feel this poison moving through your body. He's gonna get out here. He's gonna head to where there's help. Next up is the human. He's gonna turn, take a shot at you. A 11 to hit. Nope. The shot goes wide. Nice. The max seems to be getting smaller. Feather patterns are growing all over his body. Zach. Uh, I'm gonna go help. Yeah, go help. I'll stay with Maximilian Cameron. Yep. I take off. You see a orangutan running full upright like this. <laughs> and your movement is halved. And then I and then I stop doing that immediately and I lope. Like I, I am gonna probably hop up over this building though instead of going around it. I'll let you be in the air. You can just hop off Savannah and be like in the air right here. <laughs> Jump into that building. Between rounds, you see me like ragdoll floating. <laughs> Dealing up. I think that she's gonna like super woozily, um, woozily, uh, run toward the dude and go for a tailblade smack. A crit one. So you swing at him and he just dodges out of the way. And as like the heaviness of your tail takes like after you've swung it just feels so heavy and it uh, sticks down into the wooden chest and it's kind of stuck there for a second i'm right here at him so i would like to shoot him i'll give him disadvantage on his dexterity check if you point blank him let's go (laughs) all right dodge this dodge this motherfucker that's a crit one 
point blank range it hits him really really hard his hair like flies up into the air and like some of it just starts shooting out like it pulls it out the the force is so hard but he just falls back to the ground unconscious but you see him shallow breathing cool i think she's gonna just sit down and like grab her tail blade and start to try and wiggle it out she's very tired and gross feeling savannah is there anything i can do to help like Max and cameron right now so if i'm blocking them Maximilian's getting smaller so i think i'll give a like Maximilian, if i can help you by by giving you a ride anywhere that'd be great cameron hurry up we have to get over to dylan and maitea yes prince savannah you got it your honor uh, does Axe want to lift, though? He's, like, mid-morph, but he'll, like, kind of waddle over to you. It looks like his hooves have started to become talons. I'll lift him up. Hat. Top of the round. Matea. Who knows what she's doing. Dylan, are you okay? I don't feel great. Do you need me to come? I think I got I got one of them, but the weird alien guy ran away. Weird alien? What do you mean? He, okay, um, here on Earth we have this like image of what we thought aliens looked like, and this guy looks exactly like that. I am another alien is here. No, not a horpagier, not a human. No. You sound. He got me, and I don't, I just, I don't feel good. Do you need me to come in there? No, I think just keep doing what you're doing. Okay, if something changes, let me know. Then <laughs> she's just gonna be like, my tail's stuck. <laughs> Pull very hard with, use your legs. Don't lift with your back, lift <laughs> with your knees. <laughs> All four of them. Good advice. That's what she's doing right now is sitting there hunched over. You see some of Cameron's fur has like gone back into his skin, but you see like as the fur on his face goes away, he's just got his eyes squinted and just trying as hard as he can to morph as fast as he can. Zach, roll a perception check as you're in the air. Fitting. You are at the top of your jump. And you're like looking over and you can see the other two buildings over this trailer and this fence that you're looking at. It's just a cool sight. You look good. You look good up in the air yeah. just scanning. It's free willy, kind of. Yeah, only instead of water, it's just little pieces of orange hair coming up. Aximili seems like he's trying to concentrate too. To more faster. But <laughs> doesn't seem to be helping too much. Zach, as you're coming down from the top of your jump where you land in on, on the top, top of the building you're on there i'm going to continue running towards where i knew dylan to be i don't know where she's at right now but on my way i'm gonna go dylan where are you at i'm in the other building um the, okay the, the on to the right and she like holds up all of her fingers and she's like which one makes an l the left. <laughs> Dylan, it is your turn. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to my tail blade with my hands and then stand up. 
Yeah, it comes out. That's sweet. And then I'm going to look around this room for a way to go down. You do see stairs that lead up, and then you see a door all the way on the other side of the room. I'm heading for that door. You get to that door, you open it, and lo and behold, there is a wooden hatch that uh, you could lift up and climb down. All right, and she's going to be like, I found a hatch. I don't want to go down um, alone. Savannah found. So Savannah will just check in and be like, Zach, how close are you to Dylan? Uh, really near the door. I should be there in a minute. Okay. Dylan, just wait for Zach to get there. Okay. At this point, Cameron's small enough to where he falls into one of these pipe things, and he's completely in there. I think Savannah's going to try again to, like, encourage them, help them, help them more faster. I think she'll just start, like, just being like, Cameron, can you go any faster? I can try. X Millie, the second you're flight capable, please take off and get us an aerial idea of what's going on here. Yes, Prince Savannah. You hear, like, as Cameron is, like, trying to more faster, and then you hear, dong as like something rings out within this pipe. He says, ah, sorry I fell. I'm okay though. Just try to hurry up. End of the round. Dylan, you hear some movement outside in the room that you just came from. You hear footsteps on the wooden floor. I'm gonna hold the Draken beam and just like start to go toward the door with my stalk eyes to peek around. You see two more human men in this area. Uh, one of them has went and checked on the guy that is down. So I'm going to think it, Zach. Hey, there's there's two more guys in here. Um, so be careful when you come in. Okay, just hang back. I'll be right there. Top of the round, Mateo, we don't know. Cameron. Maximilian, same concentrates on his morph but he stalls his morph stalls for a second this is a lot there were not supposed to be this many people here i know that but gotta deal with it now zach i'm gonna just bust into the room and we'll build him yeah when you go in you can see these two people spread out you do not see uh dylan anywhere or matea I'm going to go to White Shirt Man, and I'm going to try to jump and punch him with one of my feet. Do a monkey shit, y'all. 12 hit. A 12 hit. Eight bludgeoning. Uh, that was a staggering blow to him as he is reeling over it. He has been hit with a bludgeoning attack, so he's going to take disadvantage on his next attack. And I'm going to leap off of that and hit the other dude. This guy sees you coming, and he's down with this, down by this other guy that's that's knocked out, and he just stumbles over back as you hit the ground right beside him. Dylan, you hear this <laughs> orangutan come in here and kick punch a guy, and then slam the floor. <laughs> um, she's gonna pop out and aim at the guy that Zach missed. As he's on the ground. He lays all the way back as the Dracon just shoots over his head and past him and Zach. Matrix. Savannah. At this point, can I do a, a genuine, honest perception check of everything going on around here? You hear 
mostly nature sounds like owls hooting, the sounds of the night of the forest. Other than what's going on with you guys, you do hear commotion coming from that way, you know, towards the towards where Dylan and Zach went. But you catch a faint, faint growl, just like a yeah. Does it sound like any animal you've heard before? That is coming from like the north western direction from where you are. I think Savannah's just gonna turn that way and like, can I just like prepare myself to like potentially charge anything that's coming from that direction? If you okay. see anything coming within If I your... see anything coming, yeah, she's gonna charge it. Accidentally starts morphing again. Cameron, you hear Cameron's voice say, I'm almost done. I think it got about like 10 seconds. Careful, something might be coming. I hear something weird. Oh no. My morphing has began again as well. I should be flight capable about the same time as Cameron's finished. Was your warning that something was coming broadcast to all of us? Yeah, yeah, she'd probably keep it open. Uh, not my Taya. She'd probably keep it open to everybody else. Zach. Finish the job. Two-handed gut punch. It's my favorite metal band. Two-handed gut punch? Yeah, they're pretty good. A 23, okay? Hey, they're here. He bellows over all the breath out of his body as he's just <gasps> gasping for air. I want to grab his ankles and sling him at the other guy. He took 12 damage because I threw his buddy at him. He took 12 buddy damage? His co-worker. They don't yeah, know yeah. They're not friends. They're not friends. You don't know that. They could be friends. Just buddy enough. Three. <laughs> Both of these guys are knocked out. <laughs> I stand up and go... I don't think I don't think orangutans do that. I think it's just gorillas. But Zach doesn't know that. Maybe <laughs> I'd do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. feels good. It feels right. So Zach, you did notice a dracon beam come out of this door over here earlier, and it looked like it might have been shooting at you. Okay, I'm gonna get up against the wall then. Dylan's gonna like stumble out of the door and be like, "Nice," uh, and then thought speak to the rest of the group, not my tail from when she heard. Uh, Savannah's warning. She's gonna say, hey, if it looks like a real alien, watch out for the claws. And then sort of brace yourself against the doorway. Savannah. If she sees nothing happening, I think she'll just see what she can do to help encourage Cameron. I think Aximilly's pretty much there in Birdmore. So I think, yeah, she'll just tell, like, Cameron, get back to something big as fast as you can. Don't hear anything, but except the sound of bones re-cracking again. Aximilly takes up off your back and he's in the air. Do I need to demorph? Let's get a lay of the land first and then determine what would be most advantageous to us. Yes, Prince Savannah. Dylan, as you're staggered into this room, Zach, you see this Andalite body, the knees buckle, and she kind of falls forward a little bit. Can I catch her? She like drops down, you just kind of jump over and yeah. Yeah. And you're holding her up. I'm immediately gonna go into inspiring resolve. Uh, through sheer will, you grant yourself and your allies might and endurance. Each creature of your choice within 30 feet of you when you use this feat gains will reserve points equal to 2d6 plus your charisma modifier. So you get nine HP. So I guess just to flavor that, when Zach catches her, he's gonna be like, whoa, that's 
something hit. What? What? What's going on? You're you're good. You're good. What's going on? Like just kind of soft, calming words of comfort. And as Aximili takes to the air, and he's kind of scanning the area, looking around, I don't see any more Orkbajir or anything. Wait, I see something. And you see, like, him kind of turn where he's at in the air and kind of move a little bit and dive down to get a closer look. It's a Corridon. They are vicious. They are poisonous. Do not fight them. Do not get hit by their claws. I think Savannah's not going to heed his warning at all and just say, Aximili, direct me where to go. Northwest. Savannah will start moving towards where... Maximilian directs her. How fast? The fastest she can go. That's the 40th feet. barrel through, knock over, you know, shit that's in your way, bust through the fence out into the forest. Some of these trees are... Gone. They're gone, but it's hard. Like, you gotta, like, hit them to do it. So it is slowing you down a little bit. As you're moving, Aximili will say, I can stick with him, but I do not believe you will be able to catch him. He's moving too fast. As long as he's moving away from here, and stays away from here. Should I follow? Only to make sure he doesn't double back. Don't go too far. Yes. Dylan, your vision is getting cloudier and cloudier. I think she's just gonna like plop down on her little Andalite butt and be like, I, I, don't, I don't feel so good. And her little stalk eyes are drooping. Then you should demorph. Can I do a quick perception check to look for obvious cameras in the room? Yep. Twelve. You look around, check the corners of the room, glance around the walls, you don't see any obvious camera. Right. I'm still going to run over and hit the lights. Lights are out. Yeah, demorph, demorph. Yeah, she's going to start doing it. I'll cover you. As this minute of you demorphing goes past, you start to lose traits of the Andalite and gain your own Dylan traits back towards the end. What Andalite parts do you still have? I think she still has her stalk eyes. I think that her, like, she's lost the front set of legs, but she's still pretty long. At that point, you feel yourself start to fade, and you know that you're about to pass out. You feel the blackness just take over your vision. Like, you've turned off the lights and kind of got back to her side, Zach, and you notice her still parts to finish morphing. She has passed out. She's out. Um, she's not even demorphed all the way, and she is out. Max, is there anything we can do for this poison? Is Matea included in this? I think so. Zach, in a panic, would probably have this included everyone. Max, you hear faint thought speak. There is no cure for their poison. 
and then a second later, Matea is in this room and moving towards Dylan's side and like leaning down towards her. I'm shaking her, trying to wake her up. I mean, and screaming and thought speak. You know how we do. Doesn't seem like anything's happening. Just hearing all this go down. This is the point where she's going to step in and she's going to say, Zach, take Dylan, get her back to the cabin as fast as you can. See if you can get one of those crystals. Maybe that'll help. Or maybe one of the ones that helps you get... Gone. Okay. Even before you're... You could still be talking, but he's already thrown this long person thing over and is booking it out the door. And she's going to say, Aximili, apologies for the change in direction. Let's get back here. How close are we on... And this is including Maitea. How close are we on getting the bug ship a panicked Matea uh, I don't even know we, we need, haven't even found the second terminal yet it looks like Dylan found the, the hatch to, to below as I'm leaving um, in another inspiration you better finish this mission to Matea there's a moment where your all's eyes meet and she like looks at you, looks at Dylan's body slung over your shoulder, and looks back to you and nods. He just a nod and then gone into the night. Let's find this terminal. Let's try and get this bug ship. Accidentally come back here. Cameron, you'll join me and we'll figure out what we're going to do to help as soon as you're done morphing. Cameron finishes his morph. He's back into his polar bear morph. And he re- kind of rejoins you, Aximilia. He demorphs back into his andalite form. Matea shows him where the tunnel is. He'll open it and make his way down. He gets down there, and, and after a few minutes, he's searching around where he said where he said he's went and what he sees. He relays back there. There's some rooms down here. It looks like another kitchen area, another bathroom, a place for people to sleep and an office with a terminal in it that will be directly underneath the one that Mateo was talking about. Savannah is just at at attention. She's basically preparing for anything that comes out, anything they need help with. She's going to try and cover that. You don't, you don't notice anything. It seems pretty quiet. Every now and then, a human will stir or the red sash work will stir, and you have to just give them a quick to put them back out. After not even a minute of them working on these terminals. Matea hacks in. She gives Aximili the green light to enter the dual encryption at the same time that she is, and they get into the system. Yeah, she's she starts searching through. You can't really see her, but like just based on what they're telling you, she's going to spend the inspiration dice because this is something that she really wants. She says, I have my clearance codes. I believe there's something looks strange as far as releasing bay doors. Can someone check the hole out there under the awning? Yeah. Savannah saw the bulldozer go down there, right? Would that be an active bulldozer? Could that be the issue that you're seeing? I do not see the controls to open it at all. So you need someone to go see if they can open the door. I need someone to see what is going on down there. All right. I think Savannah will take the time to 
demorph if there is cover nearby. Like if it looks like there's somewhere that is dark and all that jazz that she can demorph in. There's there's some dark places. There's some places like where you could at least have shade of savanna. Uh, maybe not your entire elephant body, but yeah. Then I think she'll say, "Give me just a moment to demorph and go to Owl, and I will go see what I can see in the dark." So you demorph and you can stay there and remorph if you want. Great. All right, and then she's going to Owl. And we'll fly directly over there. Look down here and kind of get into this awning with your dark vision. You can see in there. This looks like a big hole. Like the Taxons were building, were digging this. They look like they were doing the same thing when they were down in the Yerk River, carving out parts of the cave. They were doing the same thing to this dirt, making a big hole. Okay. You can kind of deduce that they were building this. They aren't done with it. So no bay, no bug fighter. This was the start of that. Maitea, there's nothing back here. It's just a tunnel. There's there's no, no ships, no controls. It's just a hole in the ground. That is very unfortunate. I have the code, the clearance codes though. So if we steal one, I can get out of here. I can get out of the planet. Steal one from where? I do not know. All right, well, I'm done risking my team at this point for something that we don't even know where it is. No, we have what we came here for. We have some of what we came here for. I came here for these codes. I guess I have what I came here for. I'm now here to help you. Help us with what? Any information that you want. Do you all have the red sash Torquezier? Yes, we do. We upheld our end of the bargain. And then she's just private to Aximili, just say, just see if you can see any information on this computer, anything that Maitea is talking about. Yes, Prince Savannah. Matea talks again and she says, I need to acquire him to record him. I can also hack the rest of this system if you need anything. Do you wish to come in here and look? Fine, and Savannah will head back. The Red Sash Work Vizier is right outside of where you are now. Cameron is probably right next to it. She walks out, big polar bears next to it, cocks his head as her, she leans down, records the Red Sash Work Vizier, walks back in. You can join her and kind of like look at the computer. Yep. And anything that Aximili's hacking, she can kind of see and they can go back and forth. As he is moving through this computer, he says, I have locations of Yerk River entrances that I've opened up, memorized, and he'll list them off to you. Ocean Grove West High School, the Windsurf Luxury Hotel, Outpost One, Pretty Nails, the Ocean Grove County Clerk's Office, the jailhouse, beside that, it has a note that says installation almost complete. Plans for opening one in the police station. Would you like me to search for more information? Does it look like there's anything else that would be to our advantage at this point? I believe so. 
and let's push for a little longer. A couple of more minutes go past. I found strongholds. The police station. It says 90% controlled. Ocean Grove West Hospital. You know that that is the hospital that you guys knocked the whole wall down in. 60% controlled. It also has a note that says compromised. Military storage unit 223. 100% controlled. Matea speaks out and she says, I think I've found a back door into their itineraries. Aximili, see if you can bypass the mainframe through the database and reroute the signal so that you can see what's going on. <laughs> She's right. This is private to Savannah. She's right. I think I can do that. I have the itinerary for the Visser. Just to Aximili. That's fantastic. That will help us a lot. Oh, you may rethink that in a second. Okay. I have tomorrow's itinerary. 5 a.m. Early feed at Outpost 1. Great. 7 a.m. To the mothership for a Condrona replenishment. 9 a.m. Hearing with the council. And then from there it has a return to the forward operating base three days from now to resume operations. And a meeting with the local politicians. There's a note here that says it's candidacy discussions. All right, so it's critical we go ahead and get this done now. Maybe soon. Prince Savannah, this is private thought speak to just Savannah, not even to Cameron. There is a pool down here full of yurks. 3,000 by my count. Taya believes she has control, I think, but I have control. I can destroy them. How? By raising the temperature of the pool high enough that they cannot survive. I don't think Savannah knows what to do in this moment. Regardless, Axmili asks, what should I do for Prince Savannah? They would kill how many? 3,000. I believe 
that this is not only a bay for bug fighters. I believe it is an interstellar landing zone where they can bring off-world yurks here and get them directly to the yurk pool without going to the city. I've heard of this done in other planets. So it creates an easier bypass for them. Is there any way we could permanently damage the pool so it can't be used again? Yes. If I overheat the coils, it will disrupt the other mainframe. Okay, let's do it. Yes, Prince Savannah. And after about five minutes, Maximili returns back up and nods to you and when Private Thoughts meets done. Shall we leave? Please, Cameron says. And Savannah will take to the air and say, I will take a look around and get you guys out of here safely. Cameron, like, he starts to leave, but, like, turns back and looks at the red sash torque Bajir on the ground. And then looks up to Savannah. What should we do with this? I mean... Are you... Maybe we can... Let's take him with. Cameron nods his big polar bear head and, like, kind of bends down to maneuver him back on his back and then takes off into the woods. I'm flying up high. I'm giving them a clear path, making sure that there's, like, I'm looking around for anything that's going to happen, that that other alien to come back, work pleasure that we didn't expect. I'm trying to make sure everybody is getting out safely at this point. Nothing in sight. No evil things in sight. You do see, like, a squirrel, not a squirrel, a nighttime creature scurrying through the forest. A possum. A night squirrel. A night squirrel. Yeah, a, a raccoon is a night squirrel. My favorite Marvel character. <laughs> night squirrel girl. As you look over your shoulder, Savannah, as you're like flying through the air, you look back and see one of the trucks parked outside. One of these outpost things says Watts Construction. And we rejoin a orangutan with a half-morphed girl and like on his shoulder moving through the forest. Zach, you're moving as quick as you can, pretty fast. Anything you're doing on the way? I'm just talking to Dylan, trying to keep her alive. We're almost there. We're going to be there soon. Come on, you got to wake up. Like, if you can wake up and demorph, this will be a lot easier. We're almost there, though. We're we're almost there. Like, just a steady stream of talking and however much of that you want to count as inspiration or <laughs> leadership or whatever type stuff I've got. It takes you a little while, probably 20 to 30 minutes to get back to the cabin. You get back to the cabin. As soon as we're there, I mean, I bust in, I go straight to the table. I take her with me to the table and crack a thing under her, uh, under her nose, just like that, you know? Yeah, and you see that mist 
uh, go into the formed nose. It, she does have her nose, but like her nostrils are a little bit longer slit as it, it hasn't fully morphed yet. Dylan, you're in that field, and you're a little girl again, and there's that tree a distance away, and standing under that tree, you see a woman with shoulder-length black hair in a sundress smiling at you, and she spreads her arms open wide for you and your little baby feet start to waddle through the field towards her and you feel warm and you feel happy and then you smell something weird bitter and everything starts to go cloudy and as it goes black you open your eyes and your vision starts to come back and you see an orangutan standing over you. Hey, welcome back, buddy. You need to demorph like right now. You're halfway through. Okay, okay, okay. Don't panic. You're cool. You're cool. Just demorph. And she's just like looking around her. How does she feel right now? You feel like you could pass back out at any second. You feel sick. Your vision is still, like, blurring in and out. Um, she's gonna try super hard to demorph. You feel the changes start. And it's slower than you would think for the amount of changes that you have left. So maybe even a full another minute. But as you finish the changes, that last bit of dread in your stomach where you could feel that poison is just drained out. You don't feel 100%. You still feel, you know, kind of weak and tired, but you don't, you feel like the poison's gone. She's going to immediately start to stand up and look around. Where is everybody? We're back in the cabin. You completely passed out. Uh, I think there was something that poisoned you. The prince told me to bring you home. Everyone's still there. We gotta go back. And she's gonna start trying to make her way to the door. Hold on. I need to demorph and remorph, but then yeah. You do stumble, Dylan, as you kinda try to go towards the door. If I see her stumble, I'm gonna I'm gonna rush in front and try to catch her. You good? She's gonna just like make herself stand up straight and be like, I'm fine. We have to go. Do the thing. I I know, but please sit down. I'll demorph and remorph. Just rest for a second, okay? If you feel at all like you still are not okay, we might need to sit it out. Trust them, they got it. She sits on the arm of the couch. Although, come on. Sit all the way down. I'm good. This'll... Okay, alright. And then, um, Zach's gonna demorph and remorph slow on purpose. To give her a little extra time. Like you have some trouble slowing it down. <laughs> oh shit. 
I'm fast as fuck, boys. I will say this, though. As you finish your demorph, and you're about to go into your remorph, you just almost feel a wave of tiredness hit you. Okay. You manage to kind of uh, shrug this little instance off. Um, you need a glass of water or anything? You sure you're, you're good? I'm ready. Alright, alright, cool. Um, What are you going to morph this time? You just see, like, stripes start to show up on her face. Zebra? What is that? <laughs> no, she's going tiger. Oh, fuck. Rat. Okay. Um, And then Zach's going to think about that and go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good call. And go tiger. It takes you guys a little while, but uh, maybe like a full minute. Zach, you try to slow it down. It doesn't work that well, but you guys become tigers. You guys want to describe these morphs? I think that like her hair immediately starts to shrink up into her head and her eyes go all uh, beautiful and tigery and her little cheeks just like move up and sort of sort of poof out a little bit. And then she starts getting stripes all over her body and gets these big old paws and sort of falls forward as she elongates and as the tail sort of swoops out. Zach standing in the living room at the den or whatever of the, of the cabin. His face starts to, to smush out just a little bit into that sort of feline snout. He starts to get a little bit of a tail. But primarily what happens is his blonde curly hair starts to sort of just spread down his body, his face, and then down his arms, and then like in a wave. And then following that, you see black and orange stripes coming through. And then the hair goes shorter and less curly. Uh, And then he falls down onto his front paws. Then he notices that there's another tiger in the room, and he doesn't like that. And jumps at it. With a with a growl, you can make an attack roll. Yeah, twenty two, baby. <laughs> the fuck? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She's gonna like curl around onto him and like try to rip him off of her. Like, calm the fuck down, buddy. I'm just gonna go. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then like just pull the mouth open and back up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, I had, I had done that one before. Uh, kind of, you know, tigers don't like having another tiger around. Anyway, we should go. <laughs> She's just gonna slink through the door. Yeah, we should go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Limping. Oh. As we leave, uh, he's gonna like bite the doorknob and kind of pull it closed. <laughs> and we running, we running through the woods on that tiger shit. Savannah, you spot moving towards your group. Dylan's not being stealthy. Knowing that Dylan has been a tiger before and remembering it, I think she'll just say, Dylan. Are you, are we good? Are you good? Yeah, you're coming right towards us. Are you good? I'm good. Then I'm gonna pop out of the hiding. You like, Okay, so are we done? We just go back to the cabin? Yeah, we're on our way back to the cabin, and we have a orc bashir. Oh, nice. Um, I'll go prep the cell. 
and then I turn around and run back. Dylan, an Andalite emerges from the trees and stops right in front of you and looks at you as she's breathing hard, and she says, You're okay? I'm fine. Did we get it? I got the codes. There was no bug fighter. You said there was a bug fighter. I thought there may be a bug fighter there. I needed the codes. <sighs> okay, get to the cabin. We'll talk about it in a minute. And she's going to run, like, try and intercept the rest of the group. You meet back up with them, and you see a polar bear with a port bajir over his back. Uh, yeah, you guys make it back to the cabin. Zach, you're already there. Yeah, I ran back as a tiger. Dylan is specifically staying at the back of the pack to, like, look for this fucking alien and make sure it's not coming. Uh, you do not notice that alien. Neither one of you. But you make it back to the cabin. When Zach gets back, he's going to demorph so he's human and then run downstairs and A, clean up any evidence that Katie was ever there and B... Just make sure there's puts a bowl of water in there because he doesn't really know how else to how else to deal with the work this year. And then uh, make sure the camera's still working. And at the last minute, he decides to uh, kind of like hide in the living room as the group is coming back. I think would it be okay if as they're coming back, Savannah was telling Zach and Dylan the feeding schedule, like just drops like a you know five a.m. tomorrow is Andalite feeding seven a.m the mothership for Kendra. Like, basically just download that information to them. What do you want me to do with this guy? Well, that is a question that we need Axemillian Maitea's help with. How do we secure this work sure so it can't use its blades against the bars? Take its blades off, Matea says. Tie it up, Axemillian says. Tie it up is more the answer I was looking for. How do we do that? We should probably use chains. If we have them. It'd be harder to cut through metal than any kind of rope. But I believe if you... The downstairs rooms, I believe we'll hold them. How... Sure are you in that? I'm pretty sure, not 100%. I don't know all of their capabilities, but their blades don't look like they could pick the locks or cut the doorknobs or anything. Not without some effort, we would see them before they were, were done. I believe they would be relatively contained in the room. We don't have the time to observe them here. We need to make sure they're contained. And we should put a guard outside the room. Or chain them up. Can we just secure their arm blades and otherwise leave them free to roam about the cell? Yes, we could try that. It would be hard to keep them tied up with anything that they could cut through, even if you tied all their blades up because they have so many. Right, but if we use chain, I mean, I know that they can still use their tails and wrist blades and everything. I'm just trying to make it take longer. Yes. Maybe, depending on how much chain we have, tie their whole bodies, their whole body up. Well, we can check the shed and see if we have any. 
If any of this is discussed in thought speak before they get to the cabin... Savannah hasn't demorphed yet, so it's all to everybody here. So Zach is going back down to where the, uh, the, like, under rooms were. I feel like there were chains down in, like, the stables down there. I'm gonna get those, uh... Honestly, this place was old-timey enough. There might even be manacles down there. Like, actual locking wrist things. Through some searching, and it's not in the stables where the chains are, but you do find some manacles kind of in that cave area. They're, like, behind, like, a rock that was on the ground. They're dusty. They look like they've been here for a long time. I'm going to get them. If they look like they're sound, and they won't just bust apart. They're a little rusty, but you you kind of grab them and, you know, give them a test. It doesn't seem like they would break. You couldn't break them, at least. Good enough. I mean, it's better than nothing for now. Take those. Take several lengths of chain. Uh, how are, however many manacles are there. How many? One set of them. I grab those, and then I grab enough chain to, like, because in my mind, I'm thinking we're going to get, we're going to have to secure both arms, both legs, the tail, and the head. So I'm trying to get enough that we're going to string this motherfucker up. I don't know what the plan really is, but that's what Zach is thinking. I carry all that back up to the cell, and I sort of, like, make sure the chains are untangled, and that's it. That's what I do. And by the time everybody gets back, that can all be done, and Cameron will take the Hork-Bajir down to that room. I'm going to acquire him. Or record him. You have recorded him. I think Savannah's just kind of going along with this kind of directing, like, you know, when we're tying him up, we're not trying to, like, cocoon him or anything like that, like, if he could still move around, but, like, just not, like, you know, like, hands and feet, but they can still kind of shuffle along, move around there. But I think at some point she'll ask, like, what did these guys even eat? Matea says, they eat bark. From a tree? Yes. They can also eat, like, roots and stems from bushes but mostly bark their poops must be hellacious they are Matea has almost a little giggle with that what's the best way to tie one of these guys up like hands behind the back tied to the tail tied to the tail okay what about the feet and the head if you can get them in the air that is the best get them in the air that's wild uh okay and then zach's just gonna help cameron and like i guess he and i are the ones working on tying him up he's like pushing the horse around as a bear i thought he was already in the cell oh can't, he is he came down as a bear he carried the horse down okay hey hey bro uh, you want to demorph and like give me a hand yeah this thing's pretty big but yeah yeah, you're right. And then um, he morphs her in a uh, Cameron will check with Savannah. Cool to demorph in here with this guy. He's knocked out. Give me just a minute. And uh, Savannah, I'll say she'll have gone upstairs. Savannah, when she got back, I think demorphed from Great Horned Owl. And she'll come back down. And she just has like cloth, like bed sheets, something like that. Like she's just going to try to blindfold him, like to add on to everything else here. My man's is masked up like he's about to go hit a lick. In English? He's dressed like a robber. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cameron will also acquire the Hort-Bajir and kind of help Zach. I think Savannah will record him if possible and then 
go back outside to collect some bark. Dylan is just like, she's laying on the porch as a tiger, just like scanning, making sure nothing is following. As you're scanning the tree line in the dark after this big battle in the construction site with this yurt and this creature that you, another new creature came into your life and almost took you out. But you don't see anything. Sweet. Zach with a 19, you and Cameron managed to do as best as you can the way Matea kind of described it. You try to hang the Hort-Bajir upside down and it, you can't. It, I don't think I don't think we actually try that. Yeah. Well, Cameron was like, she said to do it upside down. So he starts to lift his legs up and like figures out he can't do yeah, it. So. No. We're just going to have to hobble him and then um, we'll... I don't know what we're going to do with the head. But we'll... Uh, yeah, we can tie the hands behind the back. This is going to suck for him. It'll be a tough three days. Hopefully he like fed a while ago and he won't have to wait this long. He will be freed from his torture soon, Matea says. Yeah, for sure. And you guys have captured a Hort-Bajir. Getting him bark. Bringing it back down. I'll go help. When we're done tying him up, if that's still going on. Try to get him an arrangement. Get him some pine, some birch, some oak. Nice little salad. I don't know what he likes. A a a barcuterie board. A barcuterie. That's so good. That's really good. The whole time that they're in the woods, Dylan is just going to be, like, prowling and on alert. Just, like, making damn sure. You watch their backs good. The only other thing Savannah will do is once that's kind of settled and the Horkbajur is contained and it's gotten to that point where, like, okay, we've done what we can do and now we're just, like, waiting to see what happens next. I think at that point she will go back to Dylan, whether she's tiger or human, and ask again, like, are you okay? I think I'm okay. And is she still tiger morph when this is happening? Yeah. And I'll take her word for it. She's gonna like walk up to Savannah and just like plop her little butt down and do the little Savannah will sit down next to her. No ship. No bug fighter. It was the whole point. That's what I thought, but according to Maitea, it wasn't. And unfortunately, we have to move tomorrow now, early. Mm. She's just gonna like flop down, cross her little paws, and just. Pfft. I'm so tired. Me too. Zach is also going to uh, remove the red sash from the Hork Bajir. 
and make sure that he's not carrying anything else? I don't think he would be, but they ain't got pockets. He did. He did have a Dracon beam on him in the fight. Uh, it's not here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, thinking about that, Zach will. Um, after he's locked up, we locked up the cell. <laughs> we did all that chain work, and then we left the door wide open. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. he's locked up. Takes the sash and like puts it on the table in the kitchen, and then he goes to. Uh, Savannah and goes, do we want to double back to that site and like look for any other tech or hardware we can grab? If it's if it's empty now, did y'all y'all got everybody or we cleared it of who we saw and we I don't think it'll be clear of controllers, I think. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably swarming with controllers at this point from what we did. Okay. Also, we didn't kill very many of those things. Some of them will probably be waking up soon. Okay. It's just a thought. Anyway, he's um he's secured. I think. All right, then I guess we start preparing for our next mission.